Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Favorite Attire. I am super excited to be here and to welcome my very first guest, uh, who's Miet Farer. Am I pronouncing your name well? Yeah, perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for being with me here today. How are you, first of all? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all good over here. It's a bit of a grey day in London, but apart from that, it's all good. Great. How's the situation with COVID? Uh, well, we've just gone into another lockdown, which is a little, you know, tough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, staying busy, trying to keep the positive energy going and mm -hmm. all that. But yeah, yeah. I'm a little apprehensive about the second wave of being in, um, being in lockdown again, but let's mm -hmm. see. Okay, well, uh, we're going to talk about Remy Studio today. Uh, so Remy Studio, you're the designer of the brand. Um, basically, you sell bags that are made from salvaged fabrics, and then you reconstruct those fabrics to create uh, unique, beautiful pieces. And like I mentioned, I've been following you for about a year now, and uh, I really love what you do. I think it's very special and different. <laughs> Uh, so before we talk about your whole process, uh, I want to know more about you. Tell us a little bit about your background, um, how you started Remy Studio, and, and did you always think about starting a business or did it happen by accident? Okay, had a snapshot this. Um, so my first kind of creative or like where my career began was actually in graphic design, um, but I worked in the field for about 18 months and then just felt like it didn't fit me very well. I wanted to be more hands-on. Um, and obviously it's, you're basically at a screen the whole time within yeah. that kind of role. Um, so I went and um, went back to university and studied textile design where I specialized in embroidery. Okay. Um, and I'd always been interested in, you know, sustainability and all that kind of like, you know, more conscious living and that kind of stuff. So all my work at uni um, was heavily like um, focused around that on my different projects. Um, and so for me, it was all about like the fabric process more than anything. So I developed um, in my final project, um, the technique where, you know, you're using those small offcuts because those are the offcuts that, you know, not well, nearly no one is able to use at the moment. People do use dead stock fabric. Mm -hmm. um, which so can great. you explain what dead stock fabric is for people? Who yeah, for sure. Familiar? So you've got dead stock fabric, uh, which is basically the end of a roll that a designer will use for their collection, but then maybe they've got, you know, X amount of meters left, um, but the collection's finished, they don't need it anymore. Um, but there's quite a lot of fabric left, so that will go, and that can be resold, so people can do small batch clothing out of that or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever they do. Um, but then you've got... Um, what I call offcuts, which are basically, you know, if you're cutting out a pattern um, and all of those kind of scrappy bits just get chucked in the bin mm. um, and they add up. Like um, I work with local manufacturers in London and they just have like bins full of these scrap fabrics, which are too small for really like um, most people to use. You can't make a garment out of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, it didn't, I didn't start with that idea. It was more just, um, when I was working on my projects, I found that I had a lot of scrap fabric and I was like, oh, I can't bring myself to get rid of this. What can I do with it? Um, so I just experimented with ways of um, reusing it and kind of st using stitch and embroidery to piece it back together. Mm -hmm. um, so I started with the fabric. That's where kind of Remy was born. And then it was like, okay, so what can I 
use this fabric for? How can this be something that's special, something that people can buy? Because um, it wasn't really feasible for me to make meters and meters of it and sell it as a fabric. That you know, yeah. wasn't mm -hmm. what I was after doing. Um, so actually, when I first began, I started um, trialing different garments. Um, but then I came back to accessories and handbags because they're really, um, I don't know, they're fun, they're universal, um, there's no sizing, it's something mm -hmm. that people uh, will keep and have for special occasions and kind of like keep for a really long time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I ended up on handbags in the end. And I have to say, when you see the bag, it doesn't look like reconstructed fabric, you know, because sometimes when people try to do that, it looks like patchwork. Yeah, yeah. So I think not, not all of them use that technique. Mm -hmm. So develop the fabric and then the bags. And I do do um, as many as I can using the fabric that I make. But mm -hmm. also I often get donated fabrics which are completely fine to use as they are. So mm -hmm. in that situation, there's no point in me cutting up something that's completely fine to use as it is. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I obviously do use fabrics which are just salvaged as they are. Mm -hmm. um, and then I use my own fabric, but that takes a lot longer to make. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, as I'm starting out, uh, I'm sort of prioritizing uh, ones which I can make a bit faster um, and then working on my own fabric, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about the fabrics. Uh, you said that you work with manufacturers and mm -hmm. then some people just donate them. So you never go out and buy new rolls of fabric that are no. sold as... No, 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 no yeah. never do that. So it's always from either local um, clothing manufacturers or there's lots of fashion studios. So I'm based mm -hmm. in London. So there's loads of different, um, you know, creative people around who just... It'll just be a message like, oh, I've got this bag of fabric. Um, do you want it? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and obviously like your friends and family have been, um, my friends have just been so generous. Um, you know, if they've got stuff that they're taking to a charity shop and they think could be useful. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of just been quite an organic process in getting fabrics so far, mm -hmm. uh, which, has been, which has been good. But you, you do have a process of your own with machines. I saw in the video on the website where you yeah. reconstruct those fabrics. So it's not just, yeah. let me take this fabric and put it on a bag. No, no, no. Yeah. So there's like the two types. So there's a fabric which I make, mm -hmm. um, which is the one that I developed during uni, which was kind of like the starting point of Remy. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I was getting the fabrics, um, I started just using fabrics as they were because I could and because I didn't have to mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, remake them. But yeah. my... I love doing the reconstructed fabric because it's really satisfying when you've got all of these like kind of crappy bits <laughs> of fabric and you're like, there's nothing that can be done with this. Um, and then once you piece them back together, it's like, oh no, like this looks really nice. This is good. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's quite satisfying seeing that come together. Yeah, I can only imagine. And everything is handmade, right? You have a studio in London and yeah. you have a team of how many people? Oh, it's just me. <laughs> oh, it's just you in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah. And you make everything yourself. Yeah, everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I launched in February. And obviously this year has been an interesting one. Um, <laughs> I didn't really expect to have um, people on board yet anyway. But um, yeah, no, it's just me. So it is your full time then? No, no, I have a job. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> nice. 
Great, great, great. Uh, um, all the um, Remy grows is, you know, the more I'd like to, that to be my full time. Mm-hmm. You know. For sure. For sure. And I wanted to talk about your business model uh, because you have a made to order business model, which basically uh, as a customer, I can go in and it's a very personalized process. Uh, can you explain more about that and how it works? So with the bags, firstly, it's not all made to order. Um, mm-hmm. I just make stuff as, um, as I have the materials um, and everything is one of a kind generally. Like it's really rare that I'll have enough fabric to make two bags because everything yeah. comes small. So basically everything's one off. Um, but then I do have a made to order system because there's different like, um, firstly, there's two different bag styles, but then within the bag styles, there's like different um, handle styles and just like different things that people might prefer um, mm-hmm. more than another. Um, and also they obviously then have the freedom to say, oh, um, I'm really looking for an emerald green bag with a knot handle to go <laughs> distress. I don't know. Like it could be anything. Um, and then obviously if I have the fabric or if I have something that could work, then we kind of go from there. But it's like a very like personal, like, you know, organic kind of process. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, as I said, it's just me in my studio with the materials I have. So um, but I'd like to make things that people, you know, are looking for or that really suits them or something that they've been like wanting because mm-hmm. you know, special and they know that they're the only pe- person that has that. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's yeah. theirs. So yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. I mean, just in terms of branding as a customer, I really love the idea that I'm going to have a bag that nobody in the world has yeah, or can, or can buy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But really uh, the thing that I'm not sure I understand, so as a customer, if I order a bag, so as you mentioned, you already have ones that are used and uh, I mean, that are made and they're in the shop, so I can just go and order them. Or uh, I can choose from two types of bags, two designs, and then I can tell you what kind of fabric I want or... So it could be that you're really looking for a black bag or you're really looking for a red bag. Mm. Um, or you really prefer the bags that have a tie handle rather than a chain or whatever. Okay. Okay. Specific things that you're looking for. for and I can put that in a comment box, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when um, you go through the made to order system, you don't um, sort of buy anything straight away. It's just, you kind of tell me what you want and then we'd work from there mm-hmm. um, to figure out, you know, if I yeah. have that you're looking for or if I can make the fabric that you're looking for mm-hmm. it's um, interesting and and how much time does it take for me to get uh, the final product completely depends on like the situation but mm-hmm. um, the production time would be sort of around a week and then obviously okay. shipping depending on mm-hmm. wherever you are in the world and yeah but that's what I find interesting is that a lot of brands are now using this made to order model and it's like we're going back to the time where people had that person in their neighborhood that they went to and then they did everything personalized and then they would wait a month for it to arrive and i feel like we're going back to that yeah well i hope so i mean i think it's a great um way to do things because not only does then the consumer feel more involved they've had a say in their item and therefore it means more to them yeah Um, and like I said before, it's, they're the only one that has it. So hopefully that means they'll treat it with a bit more, you know, love and respect and they'll, you know, hold on to it rather than just, yeah, you know, exactly. in their wardrobe. 
Mm-hmm. And even in terms of a, like a business perspective, it's, it's good for the business as well in terms of inventory, right? Because you only yeah. produce what you sell and yeah. you don't have to have that headache of producing a lot and also sustainability. It's, there's no waste. So it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I think, as you said, more and more brands are doing it. Um, it's, I think, a lot for people to get their hand around in terms of we're so used to having things quickly, mm-hmm. uh, which I think, you know, that's just how it is with um, shopping in most places these days and the mm-hmm. price stuff, just fast, fast, fast. So people just, um, yeah, coming around to slower um slower purchasing and understanding that things do take time to make you know mm-hmm. yeah exactly but that's what i was going to ask you for somebody who wants to start a business and they're uh, considering this business model but they're hesitant uh, thinking that customers won't be interested because it's taking more time than other brands so you're saying that people are willing to I'm, wait yeah i think they are i think the kind of person who's um going to buy from a sustainable brand understands that making side of things. Mm-hmm. I do think in general, which has been one of my biggest challenges is like, there is such a disconnect between um, people and the items that they own, like not understanding the processes and not, you know, not saying they should, not everyone's a sewer or a maker, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a real disconnect between that. Oh, this has been made by someone and therefore its value is this. Um, even, you know, my creative friends will, sort of not understand the pricing or not understand how long it takes to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that um, that needs to be communicated so much more for people to really understand what they're buying and what it's worth. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. for sure. And the thing I was thinking to the other day is if we're talking about sustainability, does it mean that we have to stay small? Because if you want to do handmade things and you want to do the made to order, does it mean that you have to stay small or can you grow your business and scale it, I would say, to a certain level, but yeah. keep that sustainability part of it? Is it possible? Yeah, I think absolutely. It just depends on how you want your business to grow. For example, if I was to do that, I think I would obviously need more hands on deck. So whether yeah. that's um, employing people in London or you know anywhere else in the world, you can partner with you know whoever to get that production, like the quantities higher, but then if you're being in a sustainable brand, you have to keep those core values. So you obviously have to mm-hmm. pay people properly um, and still stick to the fact, you know, so my promise to my customers is that all the fabrics I use are recycled or salvaged. So I would never go and swap that for an easier option and just go, I'll just have this fabric because then I can make a hundred of them. Like that will never be an option for this brand. Um, But I think in every brand, there's a way of upscaling, but Mm -hmm. you just keep that, you know, keep those Mm -hmm. core values. Otherwise, you know, you lose it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so what are your future plans? Do you want to keep bag? You want to keep it to bags only? Or are you thinking about other accessories? Yeah, definitely other accessories. Um, I think the bags were just a really good starting point because, like I said, they're universal um, and I quite like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, growing the um, the collection, I think it'll just kind of grow organically. Um, mm-hmm. But each um, – I spend a lot of time in product development for each product, 
Um, so yeah, I won't be rushing into, mm-hmm. it's more important to me that the things I make, I really think are quality and are good mm-hmm. um, and people will love rather than just having lots of different kind of options, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's your expertise as well, right? You're a designer. So I, and I, I'm saying this because I was uh, talking with a friend the other day and we were talking about the importance of branding um, mm-hmm. in the sustainability, sustainability space because a lot of brands are sustainable and they're doing all the right efforts, but it's just not good branding and you don't necessarily like the product. Uh, yeah, you can have an amazing product and not, um, like you say, not brand it well and people won't buy into it. Or you can have an, an amazing product and not have you know, good photos of it. There are so many elements to a small business, to any business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like at the moment, um, like any, any person starting a, starting a business will understand at the beginning, you are the designer, the photographer, the <laughs> web developer, you are everything. So um, yeah, it's a lot. It's, um, it can be overwhelming. And I think if you've got people around you to sort of draw skills and ask opinions, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, you'll need it but I do feel grateful that I have had my graphic design background to help with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been good. I haven't had to, um, you know, call on too many expensive, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're doing great. And, and I was actually surprised when you said that you're, it's, it's just you by yourself <laughs> doing the whole thing because your website is very professional. The photos are great. Uh, and I really uh, want people to go see it. So where can people find you? What's the best way to reach you? Well, obviously I'm on Instagram, um, remy.studio. Uh, my website is remy-studio.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you're in London, I'm stocked in a lovely little boutique called Innoes. Um, where else? I'm stocked online at Leffler Studio, which is um, run by Maria Bernard. I don't know if you've seen her online store. You should check it out. I should. I will. Um, a sustainable um, like web shop, which has got all sorts of other brands doing oh, upcycling. Nice. So not just sustainable brands, but specifically upcycling brands, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So that's right. Thank you so much, Miet, for taking the time to be with me here today. And I wish you all the best. You as well. I hope your podcast goes well. I'm excited to hear your other episodes. And oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a great day. You as well. Enjoy your Sunday. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.